the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by Lucky Station? With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Experts are pondering what might come of the Tuesday summit between President Trump and North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. It is really a chance for both of them to meet for the first time. It is the historic moment, the first time a sitting U.S. president has met with a North Korean chairman and right here in Singapore. So I think just the meeting itself is a very good start of what will be a very long process when we talk about denuclearization. President Trump and Kim Jong-un arrived this morning in Singapore. The average price of regular-grade gasoline in the U.S. has remained relatively steady for the past three weeks with a national average of 301 per gallon. Industry analyst Trilby Lundberg of the Lundberg Survey said that a a drop in crude prices has not been seen at the pump. Lundberg says that station operators kept the difference between wholesale and retail prices to make up for tight margins. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher says this is why you elected Donald Trump. The president is correct in calling off the Eagles' White House visit, telling ungrateful, overpaid athletes that if you can't take a few minutes and not aggressively disrespect the national anthem and you don't want to go to the White House, then your team, including its owner and coaches, are certainly not welcome either. This is why you elected Donald Trump. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM12 Radio, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. Coming up next is the second half of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM12 Radio, the Patriot. Do not go anywhere. First, we'll give you a quick weather update. I have 76 degrees and partly cloudy skies for today. I have 78 with a good chance of thunderstorms all day tomorrow. And then I have 79 and sunny skies on Tuesday. Similar conditions for the rest of the week, actually, as well. So 79 and 80 degrees and sunny Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Stay tuned for the closer, Brad Carlson on AM 1280, The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1... The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we're here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. And if you'd like to send us a text message, that'd be perfectly fine at 651-243-0390. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always. We appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you tuned into the Northern Alliance last weekend, uh, Mitch Berg and I, uh, was pretty much wall-to-wall coverage of the respective uh, state conventions. And now that the dust has settled from the conventions and the candidate filing, which was the deadline was at 5 p.m. this past Tuesday, uh, the dust has kind of settled and you can kind of shake out to see how these primary races are going to go. And uh, what a crazy, crazy time. And I'll cover that in the uh, uh, future segments, but I do want to uh, welcome to the broadcast right now via telephone uh, Doug Wardlow. Doug is the Republican endorsed candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. And if you're at all familiar with this particular office here in the state of Minnesota, a Republican inexplicably has not held this office since 1971. So uh, I've, I'll be 50 years old next year, and literally once in my lifetime. Have we had a Republican attorney general, and it was very early in my lifetime. So it's been about 47 years and counting since we've last had a Republican attorney general. Well, Doug Wardlow hopes to change all that, and there is reason for optimism this particular election. That is for certain. So joining us via telephone is the aforementioned Doug Wardlow. Doug, appreciate your flexibility today. How are you, sir? Doing very well, Brad. Thanks for having me on. Uh, appreciate you coming on, Doug. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I haven't talked to you since last weekend, uh, so uh, congratulations on uh, receiving the party's endorsement for Attorney General. That has to be uh, quite a thrill, Doug Wardlow. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It's really an honor to get the party's endorsement, and uh, we had a lot of energy coming out of the convention, and uh, heading towards the general election, things are looking very good. Well, we definitely want to talk a little bit about, the obviously, the general election, upcoming primary, and all, all that sort of thing. But uh, uh, for those uh, listeners who are tuning in, obviously, uh, some, for better or for worse, may not pay as much attention to the statewide constitutional offices as they do, say, the governor's office, which, of course, is our top executive in the state. So maybe if you kind of give, a, I don't know, Doug, a 10,000-foot view of what uh, the attorney general is comprised of, or at least the uh, <laughs> the tasks you think the attorney general right. should be undertaking, Doug Wardlow. Well, absolutely. Well, so the attorney general is the top legal officer for the state and also the top law enforcement officer in the state, and it's really a, a, a vital office. There are nearly 200 attorneys that work for the attorney general, and the Democrats, having held the office for, for going on 48 years now, they've really politicized the office, and they put politics above the rule of law. So some of the things that the attorney general is supposed to do, and what I'll do with the office, you know, crack down on welfare fraud, prosecute welfare fraud is one thing. Sure. So um, if, if, everybody's probably been following the story of uh, child care subsidy fraud yes. in the Somali community with the daycare centers. That's something that the attorney general is supposed to investigate and prosecute. Well, Rick Swanson hasn't been doing her job. Uh, so that's one thing. We're also going to focus on election integrity. You know, the attorney general is supposed to enforce all of our laws, including our election laws. So we can do a lot to improve uh, election fairness and integrity in Minnesota just by enforcing the election laws that we have. You know, if, sending the message that if you cast an illegal ballot intentionally in Minnesota, there's a good chance you're going to go to jail. Um, we're also going to back up our county attorneys, make sure that they have the resources that they need to prosecute criminals, because our county attorneys are really the frontline prosecutors uh, in the state. So that's really important, too. So the attorney general affects so many different things. It's, it's just a critical office. Yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate that, that insight to that, Doug. I, I want to uh, talk about, I guess, you personally, Doug. Obviously, uh, in your during your day job, obviously, you are a, uh, you are a legal counsel. It's something that you've made a, a nice career out of. What made you to decide to transition into politics, specifically uh, this particular office, Doug? Well, you know, working with a group called Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a nonprofit Christian legal organization where we defend uh, people's religious liberty and free speech and rights of conscience in cases across the across the United States. Uh, I saw how important states 
uh, attorneys general are to really upholding constitutional rights and standing up for the rule of law. And that, that's really what got me interested in, in in running for attorney general. And I was in the Minnesota House back in 2011 and 2012. And it's just absolutely apparent to me that, that we need to take back this office, the Office of Attorney General, if we're going to have any chance of really putting Minnesota back on a path to liberty and prosperity. So in your uh, time out on the road, Doug, and campaigning and, and talking with folks, uh, what are those? Is it fair to say then those are some of the the chief concerns they have? Is is religious liberty, free speech? Uh, obviously, if people are watching the news, uh, as you alluded to, the daycare fraud, uh, election integrity, mm-hmm. are these something that uh, you find Minnesotans are actively engaged in, Doug Wardlow? Oh, absolutely. Once you start talking to folks, like you know, I've been doing this all over the state for like over 250 campaign stops so far and, and counting, and, and people uh, are really concerned about about the government being defrauded to the tune of tens of millions of dollars, you know, a year by uh, these child care centers. And then a lot of that money is going overseas uh, to money courier services called Hawalas. And, and at least one of those is affiliated with Al-Shabaab, a terrorist organization. So we have a situation because, you know, the Democrats didn't do their job on, on welfare fraud and the attorney general didn't prosecute or, uh, welfare fraud. You know, we have, we have millions of dollars potentially going to, to terrorists every year. And so people are very concerned about that. They're very concerned about election integrity. They're very concerned about the safety of their families. Uh, crime rates across Minnesota in different categories are going up in, in, in Minneapolis and St. Paul, but then also across the state. We have a problem with human trafficking, drug-related crime, gang-related crime. And the attorney general's office has not been taking the lead on those issues and you know, partnering with law enforcement, making sure our county attorneys have the resources that they need to do their job and prosecute criminals. Uh, so the attorney general's office, the, the Democrats in control for so long, they've dropped the ball. What they've been doing is basically suing the president. They've been playing political games with the office, and people are really concerned about that, too. You know, Laurie Swanson recently sued President Trump to prevent him from putting a question on the census asking about citizenship. And, we, and there's no basis for that lawsuit. It's just a. It's it's a completely political lawsuit, a political exercise, and that's entirely inappropriate. Uh, Doug, I want to switch, I guess, to the uh, mindset now of the campaign as you're going forward. As you alluded to, obviously, this being a uh, midterm election year, the general election coming up in November. But uh, you know, and a lot of people have spent a lot of time talking about the craziness, the chaos, and the DFL side. But mm-hmm. you specifically, you do have a couple of opponents in the in the GOP primary. So how are you as a mindset? going into this particular particular election cycle. I know you're the endorsed candidate, and I know you feel confident you'll be there come November as the general election candidate, but how are you approaching uh, this particular August primary? I know you're not taking anything for granted, Doug Wardlow, but how, how is your mindset kind of shifting at this point? Right, right. We're not taking anything for granted, and we're, we're going to be uh, we're going to win the primary on August 14th, and it's important that everybody go out in polls and the polls and, and vote on August 14th. Uh, but I do have two uh, challenges, but they're not really serious challenges. Uh, Challengers. Right. I, I don't think they're going to mount serious campaigns. One, one gentleman's a, a former state representative. He's 87 years old, and I don't think he's going to be mounting a, a vigorous campaign. And then um, the other uh, is, is, a, is a woman who is, has run several different races. We call that a perpetual that, candidate, Doug Wardlow. Yes, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> a gadfly candidate, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but, you know, take things for granted. But, you know, I will be the candidate that gets the, that wins the primary. Um, right? We do our work, which I will, we're going to do. And then we're heading toward the, general, toward the general election. So we're really focused on the general election now and, and making sure we get the word out that the Democrats, you know, they're really feeling an extreme team of candidates, just hyper-partisan leftists led by, Keith Ellison, who mm. stepped down from Congress or is right. resigning from Congress in order to jump in the race. And he is just so far left and radical. Uh, we don't want him as our top law enforcement official in Minnesota. Now, I know you were busy last weekend, Doug, at the at the Republican convention, obviously you uh, running for to be the endorsed candidate, which you obviously did attain. 
Um, but were you kind of uh, keeping informed or listening to what other folks were conveying about the DFL convention? Because I was broadcasting last Saturday, and mm-hmm. I was watching the events via Twitter, and my, my eyes were almost popping out of my head yeah. and everything that was going on there. I mean, were you kind of keeping abreast of the details going on down in Rochester? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brad, absolutely. I was, and uh, the campaign was, and it was coming. I was coming down off the stage after having received the endorsement and did a little press conference, and then right after that, uh, I, I learned, somebody pulled me aside, and I, I learned that uh, Lori Swanson had not won on the first ballot her endorsement at, at the uh, DFL convention uh, for, for attorney general. Mm-hmm. And then shortly thereafter, we learned that she was uh, bowing out, and then the rumors started flying that she was going to pull out and jump in the governor's race, which she then subsequently did. Uh, so quite a lot of interesting developments. And the Democrats endorsed Matt Pelican, who's a, a extreme left partisan who um, doesn't have a lot of experience being a lawyer. I sense a theme and here, then, Doug Wardle, the extreme leftism on the DFL side for these statewide offices. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. They're really going off the deep end on the left side. It's, it's, it's quite remarkable. Well, we are joined by uh, Attorney General candidate Doug Wardle. Again, he the Republican endorsed candidate. Uh, Doug, we have a couple of minutes left in this segment. Are you able to hold over for uh, another segment with us? Sure. Okay, fantastic. And, Doug, before we go to a break, uh, while people are listening to you, obviously we see a great opportunity for the first time in, uh, like I say, my lifetime for the Republicans to pick up this particular office. Why don't you give folks your website where they can find out where they can maybe donate some time, resources, what have you, and uh, get this office flipped to the Republicans for once, Doug Wardlow. Absolutely. So it's DougWardlowAG.com. It's Doug and then W-A-R-D-L-O-W-A-G.com. Once again, that's uh, DougWardlowAG.com. I've also linked to it at uh, BradCarlson.org in today's post uh, promoting the show. Uh, Doug, if you could hold, we'll be back. We'll take a break. We'll be back with another segment. I definitely want to, uh, Doug to weigh in on the big ruling of the Supreme Court this past week. He alluded to Alliance Defending Freedom, for which he is legal counsel, and they were representing the plaintiff in this particular case for Masterpiece Cake Shop. Very intriguing case for religious liberty, to say the least. And we're here to take your phone calls, too, at 651-289-4488 or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. Brad Carlson, the clothes are right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront, no hidden costs or fees, and owning the rights to my own work. It all starts with our free author submission kit. Call 800-566-1012. We'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute books online and in bookstores everywhere. You'll see your books in Christian bookstores, Amazon, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. If you have a biography, novel, devotional, self-help, or other inspirational work, we get it published. We provide professional book editing, award-winning design, with the highest royalty structure in the industry. Plus, you retain 100% rights to your work. Get your book published today. Call for your free author submission kit at 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Eight hundred five six six ten twelve. 
Are you smart? Smarter than the sixth grade honor student highlighted on that crooked bumper sticker you just passed? Then you're probably already a Smart Club member with Standard Heating. Standard Heating Smart Club is the most affordable way to maintain your heating and cooling equipment year-round. Standard Heating's Nate certified technicians make regular visits to help you identify and prevent potential problems. As a Smart Club member, you get priority status in an emergency, and you're eligible for Saturday and evening appointments. Plus, if you ever need a repair, you'll save 10%. No matter the age of your equipment, Standard Heating offers a variety of options to make it easy on your budget. Getting stuck without heat is not a story you want to recall at your family's holiday dinner. So join the Standard Heating Smart Club, and then you can create your own bumper sticker honoring your intelligence. For complete details, visit standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard Heating, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. Step into Chet's Shoes in Columbia Heights for work, hiking, hunting, footwear, and more. Check out our expanded line of women's work boots and our selection of New Balance shoes. Ready to ride this season? Be sure to check out our Harley-Davidson motorcycle boots. Don't forget, Chet's carries other essentials such as socks and inserts. Let us help you find the right footwear and the right size. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and visit us at chetsshoes.com. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment of the broadcast, we'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming, and here to take your phone calls at six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. It is also weigh in via Twitter. That's hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. Hashtag Narn Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we are continuing our discussion with Republican endorsed candidate for Minnesota Attorney General Doug Wardlow. Again, check out his campaign website, Doug Wardlow. That's W A R D L O W. Doug Wardlow, A G. If you'd like to uh, be a part of the campaign, and uh, this is getting the attention of uh, some national Republican attorney general groups, uh, which they were otherwise hesitant to jump into this race. Now that the incumbent, Lori Swanson, is not seeking reelection for this office, the national the Republican National AG group is taking a very serious look at this election. So get on board, folks. It's a, it's a great opportunity, one we have not had in quite some time. Uh, Doug, I, w- I did want you to hang over for another segment because I, I didn't want to let you g- go without uh, talking about the big ruling that was handed down, or at least announced, uh, by the Supreme Court, uh, who ruled in favor of Jack Phillips. He's the Colorado baker who refused to make a custom cake for a same-sex couple because he believed that doing so would violate his religious beliefs. And this is especially uh, personal to you, Doug Wardlow, in that Alliance Defending Freedom actually uh, sought or uh, litigated this case on behalf of Jack Phillips to the Supreme Court, and it was a 7-2 to ruling uh, in favor of Jack Phillips. Now, a lot of the headlines that came out, Doug, and I want you to clarify this for our listeners, is it uh, quantified it as a narrow ruling. Now, that's not in terms of the number of justices that voted in favor of Jack Phillips as much as the scope of the case and how they ruled on that. Why don't you clarify that for us, uh, Doug Wardlow? Absolutely. So it's a seven-two win. It's a very significant victory. Uh, but I think what the what, what's being alluded to there is the fact that the, the ruling wasn't on the free speech uh, clause of the First Amendment. It was uh, 
what the court did is they held that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission applied the law in a way that targeted religion, right. and that violated the free exercise clause of the uh, First Amendment. So they said that you know, because the commission was hostile to Jack Phillips and his religion and treated him differently because of his religion uh, compared to others or similarly situated uh, cases, uh, that violated the, the, the religion clause of the First Amendment. And what uh, what should be alarming to everybody, and, and, and again, I don't know if the, hopefully this is just exclusive to the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. If there are other commissions out there who have these beliefs or other members, uh, that's that's a pretty scary, scary thing. But uh, Justice Kennedy alluded to it that uh, one commissioner even went so far as to compare Phillips' invocation of his sincerely held religious beliefs to defensive of slavery and the Holocaust. That, that, yes, yes. That, that's scary, Doug Wardlow. <laughs> it, it is scary, and you know, I, I would not be surprised to learn there are other um, civil rights commissions and, and folks in government, state government, that 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 kind of hold similar views to that. Um, that's not terribly uncommon in these in these kinds of cases to have facts like that, and that's why this is a significant win because the Supreme Court is calling out folks that that apply the laws with those kinds of motives and saying that they, that's inappropriate and it violates the free exercise clause. Now, uh, one of the rulings handed down by the Civil Rights Commission when this was first brought forth is they not only said, "Well, you not only have to sell," or you use it wasn't even it wasn't even a sale of a tangible product per se, Doug Wardlow, but actually lending his services, which uh, it wasn't. And this is what bothered me about this whole whole case as it was being litigated is basically this same sex couple was implying that the baker was saying, "Well, we don't serve your kind here," which was. A total misrepresentation of his views, Doug yeah, right. Orlo, because he denied he didn't want to make cakes for Halloween parties, witchcraft. There was even people have divorce parties now, as hard as that is to believe. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't bake cakes for that. So this was definitely not that's a right, anti-gay thing. No, it wasn't at all, Brad. And and and, and that's the thing. This was about uh, whether the government could could force Jack Phillips to basically participate in the celebration of a of a ceremony that directly conflicts with his religious beliefs. It, it had nothing to do with. The, the you know sexual orientation status of the people that were that were asking him to do this it was about you know his uh, his right to not participate in 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 a ceremony that that conflicts directly with religious beliefs a person should be able to operate their lives and and run their business in conformity with their sincerely held religious beliefs and and that's what the first amendment protects so how do you see this impacting cases going forward i mean undoubtedly we're going to have probably similar cases in a lot of the uh, those who are maybe pessimistic that this is something that could have a positive impact on religious liberty cases in the future is the fact this happened in 2012 when obviously uh, same-sex marriage was not the law of the land. There were still it was far from settled from state to state until Obergefell ruling came down in 2015. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how do you personally see this impacting perhaps similar cases coming forward, Doug Wardlow? Well, I think you know this is going to hopefully send a message, and I think it does send a message that to state governments and you know, government. Um, bureaucrats that they cannot target religion. They can't be hostile towards religion when they're applying uh, any kind of law, and so that, and that's a good thing. But there are questions that remain to be litigated, of course, uh, and you know, and and the, and the sort of the core free speech question uh, remains to be uh, decided. And there are cases in the pipeline where the court will take a look at, at those remaining questions. Absolutely. Again, we are joined by uh, Doug Wardlow. He, the Republican-endorsed candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. Again, check out his website, uh, DougWardlowAG.com. That's W-A-R-D-L-O-W, DougWardlowAG.com. Uh, uh, Doug, uh, obviously this is a case that was uh, garnering some uh, national attention. Uh, another freedom of association 
I guess along the lines of freedom of association, and one that my uh, my wife is is paying rapt attention to is obviously uh, having to do with uh, uh, public uh, employee unions compelling union dues. And I know this was a case that was brought while Justice Scalia was still with us, and unfortunately he passed away before the final decision was handed down, and that ended up being a four four deadlock. Now, isn't there wasn't there a similar case in the pipeline recently that is, where the decision is yet to be announced? If I have that right, Doug Wardlow. There, there is a case that, that where the decision yet to be announced on, on the question of whether uh, you know union dues can be automatically deducted and uh, whether you can be forced to you know pay union dues as a condition of employment. That's right, uh, Janice Janice case. Okay, and, and uh, so uh, if you can kind of make, if you are you at all familiar with that case, Doug? I mean, I hate to delve into an area maybe you're not. I'm not it. terribly familiar. I'm, I haven't been paying okay. very close attention to that one actually. But okay, so but but, but kind it's of a the, very important case, you know, and and you know it. it, it Hopefully, the court is going to um, have a significant ruling there, and it's going to limit the ability of. It's really a First Amendment case. The court will hopefully limit the ability of, of the government to, to require a person to, um, you know, pay union dues as a condition of employment and sure. automatically deduct um, union dues from, you know, paychecks. Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's something, obviously, like my wife being a, a public school teacher, something of which she's paying rapt attention to. So uh, definitely yep, uh, something to, to keep an eye upon, that is for sure. Uh, we only have a few minutes. Again, our guest, uh, Doug Wardlow, the Minnesota Republican-endorsed candidate for attorney general. Uh, Doug, it's pretty obvious, looking at the DFL side, uh, for all of their state offices, that anyone that was even just lukewarm toward the Second Amendment and gun rights was pretty much being ostracized uh, from the state party. And we're seeing at a national level anybody that is attacking gun rights, it's, it's, it's you know, blowing up in their proverbial face, in their uh, collective faces, particularly when you look at an organization like the National Rifle Association getting record memberships as a, as a result of this. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Uh, for this particular, for the, for the Second Amendment and particularly gun rights issues here in the state, what do you see from the candidates on the DFL side of how they're going to go, uh, going to go about this. I mean, like I say, we still have a, a second amendment, but the sentiment is there where if there is any way that they could possibly do things to undermine gun, gun rights, they're going to handle it. So what do you see as perhaps the the biggest danger to our gun rights? If a Democrat assumes this office, Doug Wardlow. Well, I think if a Democrat assumes this office, you know, if it's extreme left-wing partisan, you know, Keith Ellison uh, in particular, no friend, of, no friend of the second amendment at all, no. you know, so uh, Keith Ellison um, and none of, none of the candidates that are running for on the DFL side for attorney general are, are friends of, of the Second Amendment. And in fact, it was um, Laurie Swanson's connection to, well, not really connection to, but early in her career, she um, received a favorable rating from the NRA. Yes. And that is one of the things that Matt Pelican used uh, to attack her and uh, is partially responsible for her losing uh, her party's endorsement. Right. So, they are rapidly against uh, uh, gun rights, and they're rapidly against the Second Amendment, and so we just cannot have uh, those kinds of people in the top law enforcement office in, in the state. So, what, what is there something? Is there anything that you've heard some of the th- some of the actions that they might take if they assume office? Because obviously, this is something that is getting uh, obviously the collective attention of some of the prominent gun rights groups here in the state of Minnesota. Is there anything that they've said thus far as how they're addressing this? I mean, I know Matt Pelican kind of used that. As a uh, as a kind of a uh, something to tie around Laurie Swanson's neck, but I, I mean, right, what right. are they planning on doing? Well, I know, not not specifically. But I, it's hard to tell. I, mean, sure. I haven't heard a lot of specifics from them, but but they there's a lot of talk about restricting gun rights, and, and there's a lot of you know talk that um, the Second Amendment is, is responsible. They think for for gun violence, and that's just preposterous. And I think that uh, 
we need to have an attorney general who's going to stand up for Second Amendment rights and all of our other constitutional rights too, right? And we, and that, that's what the attorney general needs of to course. do is yeah. to enforce the rule of law, enforce all the laws, um, and then also uh, stand up for and defend our constitutional rights, including the First Amendment, freedom of speech, religious freedom, uh, rights of conscience, the Second Amendment, all of our rights. And, and we'd have a couple of minutes left, Doug. I, I, one last thing regarding the actual campaign itself. I mean, we've talked about how the DFL has lurched so far to the left that it almost it, it almost gives the impression they're not really all that concerned about outstate voters, despite the fact that the 2016 election was a definite render, referendum by outstate voters against the far left lurch that the Democrats have taken. Uh, what is your campaign strategy? Obviously, you're not taking anything for granted. Certainly, outstate Minnesota, you'd probably have a lot more favorable. Uh, opportunity than, say, your DFL opponent. But what about in the metro and, and within the cities? Because certainly you're not writing that off. And how do you appeal to, to voters within that particular demographic, Doug Wardlow? Well, right. I mean, we're not writing any part of the state off, off and, and, and we're campaigning all across the state. Um, and, you know, the Democrats really have become a very urban uh, kind of centric party, and, and they do ignore greater Minnesota, and, and we're not doing that. Uh, you know, and in the, in the Twin Cities area, we have a strong message there, too, because, you know, uh, that's where crime rates are rising, and particularly the core cities, and, and that's in part because the Democrat attorney generals have not been backing up our county attorneys, have not been partnering with law enforcement, have not been leading the way uh, on those issues on public safety, and I'm going to change that. We're going to make sure that county attorneys have the resources that they need to prosecute criminals, get them off the streets, and keep people safe. So we, we have a message that you know, for all of Minnesota. Once again, we have been joined uh, this uh, particular, this past couple segments uh, by Doug Wardlow. Uh, Doug, I know you've got uh, uh, a Facebook page. People just look up uh, Doug Wardlow for Minnesota Attorney General. That's W-A-R-D-L-O-W. Uh, they can find you on Twitter, I'm assuming. Uh, once again, if you want to give the folks uh, your website, because I know hearing you, they feel confident that this uh, this could uh, be a statewide victory for Republicans for the first time in nearly 50 years. So why don't you give them their, uh, your website once again? Absolutely, yes. It's DougWardlowAG.com. Once again, DougWardlowAG.com. And I've also linked to it at BradCarlson.org. And, uh, Doug, forgive me, uh, it must have been a gross oversight on my part. I hadn't liked your Attorney General Facebook page until right <laughs> when we were talking. So I've, I've rectified that wrong, Doug Wardlow. So All right. I'm, well, thank you very much. I'm back in your good graces, good. I hope. <laughs> uh, Doug, we <laughs> pr- appreciate your time on the broadcast today. Uh, again, we'll look forward to seeing you out on the campaign trail. And uh, you have an open invitation to come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network whenever you'd like. Uh, we'd love to help you uh, tout your candidacy and whatever we can do to help you. Uh, that's why we're we're here, Doug Wardlow, so thanks again. All righty. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Brad. Have a great day. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Most Minnesotans are dissatisfied with their income and retirement savings and are looking for help. Earn a second income Without a second boss, learn to make money trading at Online Trading Academy, the world's leader in trader education. Use this income now and through retirement. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. 
I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man-hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets, and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Westin Edina Galleria, June 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. It's A.C. Nelson's 99th year of saving you money on new RVs. A.C. Nelson has grown from its Omaha roots to multi-stores that ship worldwide. Come in for huge birthday bash discounts on all in-stock RVs. Put zero down on 2019 Coachman Clipper Travel Trailers. Only $128 a month or just $10,988. A.C. Nelson's 99th birthday bash in Shakopee will clearly save you money. What are you trying to do? Go easy. Welcome back in, Poverty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. That's Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. for The King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg is on these very airwaves every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network on AM 1280 The Patriot. I am the closer, closing out weekends from 2 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast. And folks, I know uh, a lot of our listeners out there and a lot of listeners of our sister station, AM 90 to the Mission, are fans of uh, legendary C.S. Lewis. Well, you want to spend an evening with C.S. Lewis? Well, a portrayal of C.S. Lewis, anyways. It's a, a dinner theater presentation Friday, June 22nd at 7 p.m. at Calvary Lutheran Church in Golden Valley. Uh, for more information, go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on the banner, Advertising an Evening with C.S. Lewis. Uh, the show has been described as compelling, vastly entertaining, and you feel like you've just spent an evening with the great author. Yeah, absolutely. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Again, click on the banner, An Evening with C.S. Lewis, and get your tickets today, and uh, hopefully you enjoy the show. I did want to get to some of the news from this past week. And by the way, we appreciate uh, Doug joining us. And if you're just tuning in and you missed Doug Wardlow, hey, you, you have another opportunity to hear him on the Justice Hour with Andrew Parker that's heard 
at 4 p.m. this afternoon, so just about an hour and a half from now, uh, Doug Wardlow will be on with Andrew Parker. Again, that's the Justice Hour with Andrew Parker. Heard every Sunday, of course, right here on AM 1280 The Patriot at 4 p.m. Uh, Doug's incredibly sharp, and uh, like I say, we've got a great opportunity to win the Attorney General's race for the first time in nearly 50 years. And it's like I alluded to in talking to Doug, and this kind of segue into some of the chaos on the DFL side that took pa- place this past week, is there's a National Republican Attorney General group. They had planned to target Minnesota when Lori Swanson was flirting with uh, running for Minnesota governor earlier. And by the way, this is a tweet from uh, Brian Box of the Twin Cities Associated Press. Uh, National Republican AG group had planned to target Minnesota when Swanson was flirting with the governor's run earlier this year. Uh, however, they backed down when Lori Swanson backed out of the governor, backed down of running for governor and decided to run for her uh, current slot attorney general. But now Lori Swanson is running for governor. So expect that race to add the tsunami of national money hitting Minnesota this year. So, yeah, there's going to be plenty of support from outside. That's true. But nothing is like grassroots local support because it gets a good finger on the pulse of how many are supporting Doug for attorney general and what they have to do as far as a campaign strategy to win this race. So as I alluded to also, I filled in for Mitch Berg uh, on Saturday last week, and Mitch and I switched broadcasts. And I didn't have a whole lot of expectations coming out of uh, either convention. Pretty much a Republican convention, you knew how things would go. There was no serious battles for endorsement for U.S. for the two U.S. Senate seats and for the constitutional offices. And in some of the constitutional offices, they were uh, it was basically endorsed by acclamation. But the governor's race on the GOP side that held a little suspense. Jeff Johnson was favored to get the endorsement, and he wound up with it after the third ballot. Really, no surprise there. But paying attention to the what was going on at the DFL convention in Rochester, it was Lori Swan, the the attorney general endorsement was the first major uh, endorsement battle that was up. And because Lori Swanson was running for her old seat, you figured, okay, that's just going to go to, to Lori Swanson, and then we move on to to the to one that was a little more intriguing, governor, and you figure, well, Tim Waltz has pretty much got that one in, in the bag as well. So when Attorney General came up and it was announced Lori Swanson was dropping out of the endorsement battle for Attorney General, that's when you first got an indication of, A, the far-left lurch of the DFL, and secondly, how it was going to affect the other endorsement battles. So first off, Lori, Lori Swanson, incumbent DFL attorney general, she actually was leading after one ballot for endorsement, like 52 53%. But as Doug alluded to in our conversation, the, uh, her DFL opponent, uh, Pel- Matt, is it uh, Matt Pelican? I think that was his first name, Matt Pelican. I I I'd never heard of I literally have, had never heard of the gentleman until uh, last Saturday, so I apologize that. Yeah, Matt Pelican. So he used that against her, that she had had some support from the NRA. And as a result, Lori Swanson had only 52% of the vote. So she was leading after one ballot, but she pretty quickly saw the writing on the wall that this was going to go no endorsement. That was their plan, go no endorsement. So she dropped out, and then Matt Pelican ended up being endorsed by acclamation, I guess. So I just said, okay, that's going to be interesting. And despite the fact Tim Walls has been running 100 miles an hour in the opposite direction of his of the olden days when he wore a 
NRA hat when he was campaigning around CD1, which is mostly which is mostly outstate. And therefore, uh, if you don't have any kind of Second Amendment cred, uh, folks down there probably aren't going to give you a lot of support. And because Tim Walls was trying to run away from the NRA approval, well, he apparently still had a faint stench of that upon him because he had a very scant lead after the first ballot. His primary challenge, his, his challengers for endorsement were Aaron Murphy and Rebecca Otto. And I think after the second or third ballot, Rebecca Otto dropped out, and it was basically between Murphy and Waltz. And then eventually Waltz was trying to get it to go no endorsement, and uh, it ended up being, it ended up, uh, he ended up dropping out. And then finally Aaron Murphy, I forget how many ballots, seven or eight ballots, she was finally the endorsed candidate. Aaron Murphy is a St. Paul DFL, your, your, your typical metrocrat, far left. She put out a tweet that she was incredibly proud of her F rating from the from uh, gun right gun rights groups. That was a she said she was never proud prouder to receive an F in her life as she did from gun rights groups because of her voting record. So here the dominoes were falling, and then after the DFL convention pretty much wrapped up Sunday, Aaron Murphy announced that her running mate would be Aaron May Quaid who is also a prominent gun-grabber politician. She's in her first term as state representative uh, representing Apple Valley. And it's interesting here because she was the one who staged a sit-in during last uh, legislative session, a sit-in in the House protesting for more uh, gun control. And she's also married to a, a woman. Uh, I forget her. I, get, I forget Aaron May Quaid's uh, wife's name, but she's married to a woman who is uh, affiliated with the Bloomberg gun grabber group, uh, Every Town. So, you the, the DFL has pretty much drawn the battle lines this midterm. It's like they are out to get the guns. They are, and as you and they started right off this legislative session too with Linda Slocum's uh, House File thirty twenty two. Go out. Go out and look it up. And as Rob Doerr, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, at the time called it one of the most draconian gun-grabbing bills he had ever seen in his time uh, down at the legislature. Okay? So the DFL has made it pretty clear, starting with the legislative session and now how they're going about picking their candidates. Uh, it's an anti-Second Amendment stance, to be sure. And Mitch alluded to this yesterday about how Aaron May Quaid in the motif of Judy Dutcher back in 2006, flubbed a question about E85. Now, after what happened in 2006, when Mike Hatch and his running mate Judy Dutcher were taking on incumbent Governor Tim Pawlenty, you would think that that would be the bare-bones minimum requirement for any DFL lieutenant governor to know what E85 is. That would be your bare-bones minimum. And yet, Aaron May Quaid or... Basically, her quote was, well, I'm still learning a lot. I'm still learning about it. Okay, never mind the fact that this was something that uh, that people argue cost the DFL the chance to topple an incumbent Republican governor in 2006. And it also was further compounded and in a further embarrassment for the endorsed ticket for the DFL gubernatorial, uh, for uh, the gubernatorial race on the DFL side because... Aaron May Quaid is a current member of the Job Growth and Energy Affordability Policy and Finance Committee. Okay? So just just a disaster all the way around. And then, of course, the filing deadline to file for primary, because we're in a primary state, 
sorry, endorsement purists. Them's the facts. We are our primary state. We have a primary during election years every August. So then people were paying rapt attention to who was going into the state office building in St. Paul and filing to run for specific offices. Well, it was announced, I think, Monday that Lori Swanson decided she's not going to go to primary for her attorney general spot. She's essentially giving that up, and she's going to run for governor. Hence, that's why this National Republican AG group is strongly considering pouring money in Doug Wardlow's race, because Doug Wardlow will be the will win the primary. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So Lori Swanson then is getting into the governor's race, and she is picking as she picked as her running mate retiring CD8 Congressman Rick Nolan. And I made a joke on some thread on, on Facebook that finally Rick Nolan is breaking the glass ceiling for those male lieutenant governor candidates because, uh, yeah, it seems like every uh, every lieutenant governor is candidate is a female. That's neither here nor there. But just, uh, just having a little fun with it. Yeah, Rick Nolan. Rick Nolan, retiring CD8 Congressman, who back in March endorsed for governor Tim Waltz who also got into the governor's race running in the DFL primary, he and his running mate, uh, Peggy Flanagan. And by the way, Tim Waltz said, hey, you want to know all about E85? Here's my credentials on E85. I know all about it. So he was right away trolling uh, the the endorsed gubernatorial duel of Aaron Mayquay or Aaron Murphy and Aaron Mayquay. I guess they're they're going at Aaron Squared now. Is that is that the ticket they're going about, QT, QT name like that? So, yeah, that uh, so it was funny because I'm picturing my fellow political junkies basically sitting on their laptop computers and hitting refresh, refresh, refresh for the secretary of state website uh, to see which candidates got in which race. And I got to apologize to a a friend of mine when uh, Lori Swanson decided that she was not going to run for governor, that she was going to seek reelection for her attorney general seat. This was, I think, late last year, maybe earlier this year. Uh, that she decided she was going to run for attorney general. And that, of course, until she got to the convention and found she was not going to be endorsed. But um, I said, you know, the the bad news is, is that, unfortunately, power of incumbency, Lori Swanson will probably win re-election. And the Republican, the National Republican Attorney General's group thought so as well, because they decided not to really show a lot of interest in this race because the incumbent DFLer was running again. I said, that's the bad news. The good news is, is that means the deplorable Ryan Winkler will no longer be seeking to run for uh, uh, attorney general because that was uh, kind of rumored out there. And I said, and there was much rejoicing. And a friend of mine commented on that post. He says, well, that also means Keith Ellison's not going to run for attorney general. I'm like, ah, that's a bunch of noise. I don't know how much of that I bought. And even after Lori Swanson was not running for attorney general, I'm like, why would Keith Ellison run for attorney general now? That doesn't make any sense. Well, one of the... Uh, I think it's a total of six DFLers now running in the primary for attorney general. Keith Ellison is one of them. Oh, man, chaos, chaos abounds. I need another segment to talk about this, and we'll finish up the show talking more about this DFL chaos. And, hey, if you'd like to weigh in, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. And uh, you can also use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And you could convey those via Twitter. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. She was a Jezebel, this Brixton queen. Living the life like a backstreet dream. Telling the lies when the truth was clear. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Schnitker Law Office asks, do you trust the government to pay you everything required by law in an eminent domain situation? The state offered a landowner $100,000. Schnitker Law Office got the client $365,000 and most of the legal fees and costs paid. A county government offered a local auto shop $450,000 in an eminent domain issue. Schnitker Law Office helped the client win an actual award of $850,000. If you're losing land, losing access to your property, or being forced to move by the government, don't leave your money on the table. Call Schnitker Law Office to ensure you get every dime you deserve as required by law. The government has lawyers. You need one, too. So get someone who knows their tricks. Schnitker Law Office. Call today at 763-252-0114 or go online at minnesotaeminentdomain.com. That's minnesotaeminentdomain.com. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Good day. Welcome to our show. We are here celebrating with Premier Pool and Spa because they're celebrating the nicer weather with, what else? A huge hot tub sale. Yeah, what was with this weather? Hot one day, cold the next, snow then, then rain. I don't know what's coming or going. That's why it has never been a better time than to have a hot tub or an all-weather pool from Arctic Spa. Yeah, why would I want to sit in a hot tub in this heat? I can't believe you. You are in control of the temperature. So if you want the water cool, it's cool. If you want the water warmer, that's fine. Too. So in the summer, I can have a cool tub, and in the winter, I can have a hot tub. <laughs> I get it, eh? You're pretty smart. We all need to have quality products in Minnesota because of the harsh climate. It isn't only the really cold, but also the really hot that can make an outside product fall apart. Yeah, cold to hot in record time, just like this weather. So if you're looking at hot tubs or swim spas, have a look at the Arctic spas. Visit Premier Pool in Janassen today, premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. <laughs> Welcome back, KM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast we'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Again, always uh, keep abreast of my thoughts and opinions on my blog, bradcarlson.org. And I'm also a cr- contributor to True North. Check that on the web, looktruenorth.com. It is your uh, Twin Cities hub, ah, your Minnesota hub for center-right political thought. And as always, we appreciate you and your fantastic support as I uh, recently celebrated my seventh anniversary as part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And it would not be possible without you, the listening audience, uh, tuning in each and every weekend and uh, keeping the show going. So we appreciate it. Uh, I want to finish up my discussion regarding uh, the primaries that are going to shake out. And I and I erred at the end of the last segment. I said there were six candidates for attorney general. There's only five or six DFL candidates. There's only five 
because Mike Hatch ended up dropping out. Mike Hatch, when he saw the leftward lurch of the DFL with the likes of Keith Ellison and Matt uh, Pelican running for this office, he went in and registered to become a candidate, and the rumor was he didn't really want the job, but he was willing to step forth if there was not a more palatable candidate that, that could perhaps uh, be reach out to outstate voters. So uh, Mike Catch ended up getting in, uh, but once uh, Representative uh, uh, Deborah Hillstrom uh, decided to run for Attorney General, that's when Mike Hatch decided to um, to back off. And I see Tom Foley is also running for Attorney General. I believe he was Ramsey County Attorney way back when, like in the 80s or 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if that's the same Tom Foley that I'm thinking of. But, uh, wow, talk about a blast from the past. But, hey, progress or something. Anyhow, so Keith Ellison decided he was going to run for Attorney General. And so that means there was a mad scramble and the filing deadline, by the way, was this past Tuesday, June 5th at 5 p.m. And looking at the Secretary of State website, Keith Ellison got in the race on Tuesday. So that means his CD5 seat was now open because, you know, Keith Ellison initially filed to run for reelection in CD5. Well, obviously, he had to back off to run for Attorney General. So now you've got, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six candidates running in uh, the in uh, CD5. And a couple of the names that uh, really st- stood out to me, first off was uh, uh, Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar, she is currently a um, House representative. She was the first uh, elected uh, Somali woman in for to be a, a legislator. And she represents uh, Minneapolis where the uh, West Bank is, I believe. Phyllis Kahn's old seat. And she decided that uh, she was going to uh, run in uh, CD5. And uh, she told a, a press gaggle after she, re- you know, again, this was Tuesday, after she registered to run in CD5, she told a press gaggle that she looks forward, quote, to carrying on the legacy of Congressman Keith Ellison, close quote. To which I replied, well, that seems like a pretty low bar because Keith Ellison himself has said, yeah, all there is to do is vote no because resistance or something, right? If you remember when Keith Ellison last year was running for DNC chair, he said he would still maintain his position as a congressman as well as DNC chair if he were elected DNC chair, which he was not. And by the way, I'm sure Keith Ellison would have been a fine DNC chair with voter outreach, considering he blocks his constituents on Twitter. Perfect guy to run the DNC for voter outreach, right? <coughs> I digress. But anyways, yeah, that was his quote. He said, they said, how are you going to do both jobs, Congressman Ellison, if you're going to be DNC chair and, and congressman out of CD5? And he says, well, see, congressman's no big deal. All I got to do is show up to Washington and vote no. Okay. So if Ilhan Omar is going to carry on his legacy, well, like I say, I think that's a that's a pretty low bar. But another familiar name which cropped up near the filing deadline was that of uh, Margaret Anderson Kelleher, who was the Speaker of the Minnesota House from 2007 to 2011. Now, if you'll recall, uh, Anderson Kelleher in 2010 received the DFL endorsement for governor only to def- be defeated in the August 2010 primary by future governor uh, Mark Dayton. And uh, given that a wind-up set of chattering teeth could run in CD5, which is about a D plus 22 district, and receive about 50% of the vote, uh, I would suggest that any Republican voters who live in that district to work on behalf of the most palatable DFLer. 
And I'll just say that if, if Anderson Keller, if she is still of the same moderate Democrat ilk as she was in the Minnesota legislature, uh, it's I'm of the opinion that folks in the 5th could do orders of magnitude worse than if she represented them in Washington. Okay, In fact, I liked some of the things Margaret Anderson Kelleher had to say during some of the DFL debates. Apparently, you know, leading up to the primary, it was herself, Mark Dayton, and Matt Intenza who were running in the DFL primary for governor back in 2010. And, of course, Anderson Kelleher was the endorsed candidate. And, you know, I always prepare myself for the fact, you know, we may not win a statewide, you know, statewide race, pretty formidable in Minnesota, who's the most palatable DFLer. And I liked some of the things Margaret Anderson Kelleher had to say. Again, DFLer, Probably going to disagree on more things than I will agree, but if you want to make the best out of it, you pick the one who is, you know, not so far left. So I'm just saying, if I lived in CD5 personally, which I do not, but if I did, honestly, I would volunteer and probably donate money on behalf of Margaret Anderson Kelleher. So definitely check out her campaign. And one interesting side note, I saw that Keith Ellison's ex-wife, Kim Ellison had initially filed to run in CD5. She's subsequently withdrew. Wouldn't that have been an interesting campaign of her railing on the previous, well, we've had 12 years of awful representation uh, here in CD5. It's like, who's been the uh, representative the last 12 years? Oh, that would be my ex-husband. Wouldn't that have been been interesting? Uh, But not to be. There's there's now only six candidates that are running on the DFL side in CD5. But... uh, Ain't enough popcorn in the state of Minnesota to indulge in to watch what's going to go on this summer. That is for certain. Ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show. Here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Why would any city punish the biggest companies in town by imposing a tax on every job those businesses create? That's the question raised by a bipartisan coalition seeking to overturn the newly imposed head tax in Seattle. This effort to repeal this obnoxious scheme in a voter referendum has already drawn strong support. Meanwhile, nearby Tacoma isn't hesitating with its own effort to lure frustrated Seattle businesses to relocate to a friendlier environment. Instead of a new tax of $275 per job, they'd get a $275 tax credit. 
for each new job. While Seattle leftists punish job creators to fund more homeless services, engaged voters and free market incentives can still overrule them. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot and iHeartRadio. They go together like the U.S. and Liberty. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.